Welcome to Humans of CX, a podcast powered by OzoneTel. We share the latest insights in customer experience from industry experts to help you humanize your approach, placing empathy at the center of the customer experience. I'm your host, Todd Becca. All right, hello everybody. We are here with Nate Brown, co-founder of CX Accelerator and senior director of Arise Virtual Solutions. Nate, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing, Todd? It's been a great morning so far. It has. It's a great day to be in customer experience. So we really appreciate you being here and giving us your time. I know you've been doing this for a while. Can we just start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your career, kind of things that you're up to right now? Sure. Well, thank you so much for for having me on. And hello, everybody. My name is Nate, and I am a student of this work of customer experience. I absolutely love it. And I tweeted this morning, I feel like we're just in the foundational phase of what CX is going to become in the future. I mean, even the CXPA itself was only born in 2011. So, I mean, we're in the first decade of this work in many ways, and it's just going to keep growing and getting better and better. I just see new people doing these great innovative things all the time in this world of CX. So it's so cool that we get to learn from each other and be a part of this ground floor experience and, and just make something really good and special happen inside of these organizations that we serve. And in my opinion, you know, CX is really helping to make people's lives better and easier. It's uh, guiding the thoughts and perceptions that people have towards the brand in a way that can generate loyalty. So it's incredibly complicated, amazing work. And, and anybody that thinks they have it all together and they know the, all the answers to CX, be very weary of that person. So definitely learning every day from, from the great people doing this work. It's been awesome. So where I got started, Todd, was customer service. Just frontline customer service, taking like, you know, 80 to 100 tickets a day. And uh, just cutting my teeth uh, just through those customer interactions. And, and I truly did love it. You know, it was exhausting at the end of the day. I just kind of be like, wow, you know, I just talked to 80 people, but I helped 80 people. So in that way, it was also very, very energizing. And as I took ownership of that team and started to lead that team, and then we acquired two companies into us and all of a sudden it became a department and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, how can we do customer service more proactively? Instead of just waiting for these things to come to us and us handling the best that we can, what if we went upstream in this customer journey and found ways to to guide them towards a better outcome, towards a a, a less friction-filled experience than what what they're having today, where they're having to rely on support so much? And the word I was looking for at that time was customer experience. I just didn't know it yet. But as soon as I found it, it was like whoosh. Gene Bliss, Annette Franz, Jeff Toyser. I was just reading, talking to these people, these mentors, and uh, just still uh, amazed and fascinated by the power of this work. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned 2011. How have you seen things kind of evolve and adapt over the last 10 years, especially with the last maybe two and a half being interesting with, you know, with Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a tough question, Todd. I'll do my best there. I feel like we were in an era for a long time as CX professionals where it was just about friction reduction. Mm-hmm. Let, let's do things as efficiently as we can, which we're still there. Mo- many of us are still very much there because we have these friction-filled journeys and we need to get back to that harmonious place of seamlessness. But now uh, over the past couple of years, we've been reaching higher and deeper into this work to really try to generate loyalty in an even more meaningful way. And and one of the expressions I've been using more and more is mission-driven CX. We're, We're trying to take a bold stance of who we are as an organization, what we stand for, who we're serving and how we're serving them. 
this brand core, this brand promise that Denise Leone speaks about so well. And then our authenticity comes from our ability to deliver on that promise well, consistently in a way that's going to generate that loyalty and, and be compelling, be exciting, give a sense of identity to the people that we serve. And, and that's really the layer of CX that I'm most excited about. If, if we look at what's happened in, and let's, let's just use the example of voice of customer. I mean, we, we were so dependent on surveys and then we started to at least be able to centralize the information in the customer experience management platform a decade ago and, and do that more effectively. And now with machine learning and AI, and we can pull data in structured and unstructured and see our customers in ways we could have never seen them before at scale using video, <laughs> recorded phone calls, text, you know, whatever it is, however we're interacting with our customers, our ability to extract their thoughts and perceptions and learn from those, it's unreal what we can do today, right now. So it, it's an awesome time to be a CX professional. Awesome, fantastic, and I, I agree. BPOs are obviously a, a huge, huge part of this space, right? How do you see BPOs specifically kind of changing that landscape and what are maybe some best practices for outsourcing to a BPO? Yeah, so I'm representing Arise and I wish I had Robert Pedrode because he would be so much better to answer this question. But uh, but I do love representing Arise with, as a BPO is a, is a great one. And it, it, to me, the way that Robert describes it that I love, it's, it's allowing people to work in a really sweet spot for them. I mean, they've, they've looked for a way to structure their life around their life and not their work and, and get that flexibility and also be able to select brands that they really want to serve where they have that brand affinity. And, and that's the way that Arise does it. And that's, that's the way that the best BPOs are going to do it. I mean, in terms of not just butts and seats, you know, somewhere, wherever, <laughs> whether it's near shore, offshore, where, wherever that is, you know, now that we have these incredible work from home capabilities that are so much better than they were three, four years ago, we have that supporting technology now, wherever the people are, it's motivating them intrinsically to connect them with brands that they really want to be able to serve and create a great life work environment for that person that's doing this customer service work. That's going to translate to great results for the brands that we get to serve. But it starts with that person, that service partner that, that we get to invest into the best BPOs and what Arise does. They really focus on that service partner and making their life amazing first. Fantastic. That, that's a great answer. And, you know, there's no guarantees in life, but what are the best things that, that we in, the, in this industry can do to guarantee that positive customer experience? As far as like our ability to impact the brand at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is, is generate loyalty and create these compelling interactions that are in brand. So I, I think that what we can do is really understand that brand voice. What is unique and compelling about this organization? I love using Ring as an example, ring.com, the security cameras and the, and the different technology that they have to help keep your home secure or your business secure. And I recently had an issue with one of my devices and I called in and they're like, hello, neighbor, because to them, it's a community. It's a community of people that are keeping each other safe. And if you look at their mobile app, that's really represented there because it's people putting in notifications of I heard this weird noise or I saw this weird thing. Hey, look out for this. Friends and neighbors, look out for this. And as you call into their, their service center, 
you're getting that same culture, that same brand voice. And it's really compelling how the digital experience translates into that human experience so seamlessly. That's what we have the ability to do really well. Yeah, absolutely. And in a general sense, why should organizations of all sizes, all industries adopt a customer experience mindset versus just traditional customer service? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's amazing to me, Todd, to look at the surgence of customer success, which is maximizing customer value. I mean, look at what that has done to modernize sales and marketing approaches beyond SaaS. I mean, it started with SaaS, but now it is penetrating into general industry and organizations of all types. And, th- and that's really the, the best way that I can think to describe it is using the words of Donald Miller from Building a Story Brand. And he talks about how we're not the hero of the story. And and we love to make ourselves the hero of the story. This new product that we're doing, this new feature, we have this cool thing, we hired this leader, us, 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 us. When in reality, it's the customer that's the hero of this. And so what does that make us? Well, we're the guide. We're trying to guide the customer towards their definition of success. So first we have to understand what that definition of success is (laughs) through a great voice of customer capability. But then as we bring that guide mentality to the organization, things change. Because what does a great guide do? Well, they're proactive to understand what problems they're going to hit in their journey. They're there to help them circumnavigate those challenges as, as aggressively and proactively and helpfully as they possibly can. I mean, that, that's a partnership. That, that's that guide mentality that we want to strive for. And that's a completely different way of doing business versus the organization that is very self-centric. And just thinking about themselves and putting the spotlight on themselves. You cannot be an effective guide with that mentality. You've got to be obsessed with what that customer journey looks like and how you can make it better and easier for those customers. Yeah, I think sometimes we assume that the KPIs we have that are important to us automatically are equally important to our customers, but things change over time and and we're not always regularly asking them, hey, is this still important to you? And that kind of leads me to my next point of, of different channels. So we were out, both of our companies were out in Denver a couple of weeks ago, and we were asking everybody, you know, their definition of multi-channel versus omni-channel. So I'm going to kind of put you on the spot and ask your definition as well. Well, I'm a bit of a noob here, but I'll give you my bet. I mean, omni-channel is where all these channels come back into one very effective unified platform. Are these many become one? And we can very seamlessly interact through this ecosystem. Whereas multi-channel is where there's a lot of channels but they're still very unilateral. (laughs) The the information isn't coming back as effectively. The communication is not taking place as seamlessly. And when we have channel switching, which is just going to happen, we try to reduce it, but it's just going to happen. Things get really messy in a multi-channel environment versus omni-channel, which just handles that like like everyday Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of talked about this already, but especially in light of more people are working from home than ever. So work is tied with our personal lives and, and it's all kind of meshed now. How do we make that experience more personal for the individual? So whether I'm a consumer or whether I'm working for a specific company, it's all kind of tied together now, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, uh, so hopefully this is okay to mention because I, I know who I'm, I'm representing here, but I mean, I feel like our tool sets have become way too complicated. The average enterprise organization has 464 tools And like 38% of those are customer facing. Think about what we've done to information, 
that we're trying to extend to our people inside the company, extend to our customers, it's trapped all over the place in hundreds of tools. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not about the number of tools. It's about the, the seamless flow of information through those tools. If you have truly effective integrations and you have tools that are making people's life easier to reach into the customer journey and understand what their definition of success is so I can be the guide. <laughs> if your tools are making it possible to be an effective guide, you're in a good place. Most organizations are not there. They're in a place where it's impossible to know, to see the customer and their reality. It's impossible to be a good guide for them because you're in the dark <laughs> with no flashlight. So, I mean, at least give your people a headlamp, <laughs> give them some tools where they can shine a light on these obstacles that are upcoming for the customer on the current state of the customer. If not the future, at least the current state so that they can make something special happen in that interaction. Yeah, I, I love that. And this is a phrase that if you had asked me three or four months ago, I hadn't really heard, but now I feel like I'm hearing it all over the place is that phrase of, of what is digital empathy and, you know, could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but I, I'm hearing that more and more how, you know, it's more than just, I love robots and AI, right? It's, it's really, how do we reach that person where they're at and make sure that they have a positive experience and you know, anything to add to that? Oh goodness. I've, I have screamed at my cell phone when I've been forced down an automated channel that made no sense at all for the issue that I was having. And, and the brand was making it impossible to be helped in the situation I was, I was screaming at my cell phone for the digital journey that they had created. There's no empathy there at all. Yeah. I mean, when I think of yeah. digital empathy, and I know this isn't the, the way that others are thinking about it, but I'm, I'm thinking about how can we make a digital experience that's actually there helping to be the guide for the person? Because th there are many moments where they just need something quick. It's transactional, right. it's information-based, and we can effectively self-service that moment digitally inside of a digital ecosystem where that person can move on with their journey. We can yeah. be the guide for them in that automated sense very effectively. But if you can't, don't force that. Don't make them go down that dead end. Give an escape path. In fact, to use the effortless experience wisdom, guide the customer to the best resolution path. Be intelligent about what issue they're going to face. And if they can go that digital path, or if it really makes sense to accelerate their ability to just talk to somebody, because I know you're going to need to be, be smart like that. Be proactive like that. I love it. I love, I love the passion. I, I couldn't agree more. So we kind of covered the, the past and the present. I mean, if you had a crystal ball, where do you kind of see this whole thing playing out? I mean, anything from AI to, you know, all the way up to, you know, time travel and the multiverse. I mean, where, where realistically are we going next in the next five years? Yeah, it's 100% Jarvis. I love that you said multiverse. I mean, let's go full, full Marvel yeah. here. And this is Jonathan Schwar. I mean, he embedded this idea into me. He's the chief innovation CX officer inside of Arise. And he said, Jarvis is a coming. And yeah. that's how customer service will happen in the future. And it's 100% true. You know, whatever digital enablement capability we have, you know, whether it's some kind of HUD, whether it's uh, an elevated, improved mobile device type of thing, whether it's wearables, you know, whatever that form takes, that digital interface will become our guide and will be the thing that reaches out and interacts with these brands, these companies that we've selected to partner with. It's going to reach into their ecosystem and be guiding us, feeding us information very quickly in real time before we even ask for it. You're about to face this situation. You said that you're navigating this challenge. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get you everything you need to make this journey as effective as possible to, so that you can achieve your definition of success.
it's going to be Jarvis for us. Yeah, absolutely. And so the kind of the converse of that, what are we so outdated in that contact centers? They just need to stop doing this like immediately. Just stop. Don't, don't do it. You're way past the threshold of we shouldn't be doing this kind of thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's this butts and seats mentality that we have towards our people. It's trapping them into this mode where they're just they're just in a queue. That's all they do is they take calls out of a queue. And if they're not taking tickets out of a queue, then they're not working. What is that? We, we have incredibly talented people in these customer service centers that could be proactively guiding customers, maximizing value to customers in all these creative ways. I, I could name 20 right now if we had time and you gave me a scenario in which we were serving customers. We could think of some great ways together where these incredibly talented agents, and I don't call them agents anymore. I've been calling them knowledge curators because that's what they do. They're pulling knowledge in from, from your ecosystem and they're creating a mini marriage ceremony between that knowledge and the customer's need. They're bringing these things together like nobody else can. They're curating knowledge. And in every single one of those interactions, if it's a good service center, they're not only getting smarter, they're helping to make the entire team smarter because they're centralizing that knowledge using like a knowledge-centered service process. And every single customer interaction, your entire company is getting smarter because you have knowledge curators and not just agents that are sitting there only doing tickets out of a queue. Let your people be smarter. Let them be better. They already are. Just let them be what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, as we kind of get to towards the end of our, our journey here, we like to have a couple little fun questions. If you could take anyone out to lunch or dinner in the CX world, who would it be and why? Maybe what would you ask them? Just kind of have some oh, fun yeah. with this. Jeez, I, I've, I've gotten to have some amazing lunches with some incredible people. Let's hear it. Uh, all right. Right, right now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Neil Doshi and Lindsay McGregor. Very nice. Because right. this, this resource right here, Prime to Perform, I feel like it has given me a sixth sense to do CX and employee experience work. Just understanding the motivations of people and seeing people in a new way than what I've ever seen before. And if CX work is understanding the thoughts and perceptions of people, <laughs> and, and I can get into that psychology of CX, like these two have helped me to do, that's a lunch I'd love to have. That's great. We're going to kind of wrap it up here. But you know, the last question that we always ask is, just want to give you a few minutes, you're, you're kind of your time to shine, what you're working on. It could be professional or personal, just to kind of get your brand out there. This is your, your shameless plug time. Wow. Okay. I don't usually get that on these things. Uh, yeah, well, I, I certainly love CX Accelerator. Come join our, it's just a free nonprofit community. It's, it's literally just there for the edification and the improvement of career journeys of CX professionals. That's why we made it in 2018. That's what it does today. And it's been absolutely awesome. So huge thanks to the volunteers who have helped to build up that community and make it such an amazing thing. Just jump over to cxaccelerator.com and, and join us there. And it, it will help you. It will help you. Also in Arise right now, I'm getting to do some fun stuff. I just finished up the, the definitive guide to player experience for Arise Gaming, which was a really fun thing to get to work on. So our Arise Gaming brand is doing some really cool things right now. Uh, so excited to get that out there and, and uh, so develop some thought leadership content for that. I've got some things I'm writing right now that I'm, I'm really excited about. One is, one is just kind of attacking Todd, um, this, whole, this whole thing of, of isolation that's going on in a lot of workplaces right now. We have this thing around the great resignation and how that's kind of translated now into quiet quitting. And there's something that I was talking about long before COVID, which was this idea of loneliness 
and this disease of loneliness that has penetrated so many of our environments and how we as leaders in workplaces, we have a, a large responsibility to create great peer-to-peer -peer relationships in the teams that we get to serve and, and, and helping people to understand how we can do that and really connect people together in these great ways. Because more than anything else, if we want to generate loyalty inside of the company and create a great work experience, more than anything else, it's enhancing those peer-to-peer -peer relationships. That's the galvanizing thing. That's the loyalty driver that will then translate to those individuals being able to give the gift, as Denise Leone would say, the gift that they've been given, their experience, giving that gift forward to the customer. So I've got some new content I'm writing around that that I'm really excited about as well. Hey, Brown, that is amazing. Honestly, I could, I could talk to you for hours. I've been following you for a while, so I really appreciate your time and your insights. Once again, everybody, we had Nate Brown joining us, co-founder of CX Accelerator, Senior Director of Arise Virtual Solutions. You've been an amazing guest, and thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Humans of CX, a podcast brought to you by Ozone Tell. If you enjoyed today's show, visit OzoneTel.com to learn more about how our robust omni-channel communications platform makes it the industry leader within the customer experience space. You can find Humans of CX on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as other platforms that are featuring podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you so much for listening.